As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Rainbow Skyline Podcast on The Athletic. Nice pass, Jokic! Not in my house. And I told him, listen, if you see me around Denver, Colorado, anywhere, it's all about the Nuggets right now. Rainbow. Rainbow. Hello and welcome back to the Rainbow Skyline Podcast. I'm Dave. Kendra Andrews is here. Hi, Kendra. Hi, Dave. We're excited. <laughs> we are. I, I think it's very safe to say that we're excited. We, we've actually, doing our show prep before we started recording, we were, we were talking about how quickly the regular season has kind of come up on us and we're already at season preview time, which just feels impossible because the draft was two days ago. <laughs> I know. Like I was just telling you, I'm still getting used to the new faces on the, the Nuggets roster, figuring out who everyone is. It's we're, we're speeding up full speed. I mean, look, there are guys in the league that have like gotten a haircut. And I'm watching on television and I can't recognize <laughs> because they've changed teams and gotten a haircut. And it's like, wait, who is that? Right. So it's going to be uh, the like the old school baseball program. I'm going to be doing that for like the first month of this. <laughs> I, I've already forgotten like 10, 10 people changed teams. Right. Just it just there was so much stuff happening in that short window. Yeah. Lot, lots to keep track of. Well, we are going to preview the Nuggets' upcoming season, a season that we have explained has expectations, which is new for this team. And I'm very interested to see how they step up. So five questions, previewing the season. Kendra, this is not going to be difficult. It's not Jeopardy. I think we know <laughs> the – at least we've got an idea of, of the answer to some of these questions. So mm-hmm. let's, get, let's get right to question number one. We were shocked – when Jeremy Grant signed with the Detroit Pistons. I, the Pistons might have been shocked. Everyone, the Nuggets were shocked. Everyone yeah. was shocked. So I think one of the, the number one question for the Nuggets going into the season is who steps up to take over for Jeremy Grant? That's the big question. It is. It's, and it's, a, it's an important one because Jeremy Grant played a very important role on the Nuggets team, you know, say what you want about his regular season numbers, but particularly in the playoffs, he, they wouldn't have made those comebacks and gotten to the Western conference finals without Jeremy Grant. Um, 
that that night in free agency, you know, Tim Connolly did a really good job of pivoting to acquire Jermichael Green from the Clippers. So a a good, a good replacement, but I don't think that it's going, it's all Green who is going to fill in for what Jeremy Grant, the shoes that Jeremy Grant left behind. I just don't think that he's capable of it. And that's not to say that he's not a great player. You know, he's, think his offense is a little bit more traditional for that four position. Um, but there's there's still some things that he won't completely bring that that Jeremy brought to the team. Yeah, it's not a one-for-one one replacement. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, you know, Jermichael Green doesn't provide the backline rim protection that, that Jeremy Grant was able to do. Jermichael Green isn't going to guard LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard. It's just not going to and, – and he may take – LeBron here and there, but that's not going to be the primary matchup. And so I'm with you. I think it was a good pivot. That's great, but it it's a different role. I think there's only one answer here. And unfortunately for their defense, the answer is Michael Porter. Now I'm looking at his playoff stats. You know, he 4.7 threes a game attempted. Shot 38% from three. That's huge for this team. Like they need that kind of scoring. We know he can do it off the dribble. So I, I think from a from an offensive perspective, I expect him to excel. I think he'll be better than Jeremy Grant was for them last season during the regular season offensively. The defensive side, though, I don't know. It the effort's there. So I mean, like, give him credit for that. Yeah, and it's something that he's spoken on many times during you know media week a couple weeks ago and, and during practices and. It's something that he's really taking responsibility for because he said, you know, the best players are the players who are defended by the, the best and who defend the other best of who they're they're playing against. And, you know, if the Nuggets want to win everything, that's going to be LeBron James. That's, you know, going to be those those super great players. And as a long guy like Michael Porter Jr. is, he's going to have to take those those assignments and those responsibilities on him. And, you know, he he does have to be the third best player on this Nuggets team this season. There's no way around it, no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, he needs to be that third star. Um, and if he's not, the Nuggets probably aren't going to make it where they want to make it this season. And that's just kind of plain and simple that he needs to score as he is very capable of doing. And he has to, he's not going to get away with the defensive oopsies that he's, that he made last year. He's not a rookie anymore. He, he has a bigger role. He knows that everyone knows that. So he needs I, to I do s- it. <laughs> I, I will give him a lot of credit. I thought over the course of the, of the bubble, uh, the play-ins and then the, the playoffs, I did think he did a better job. You know, we talked about that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. That we were seeing growth. I think the coaching staff saw growth. Clearly, they started to trust him a little bit more, and they were leaving him out there in more high-leverage situations. Now, part of that is because his offense is so overwhelming. But if he can find a way to keep himself on the court on the nights where he doesn't have it offensively, because that would give them an opportunity for him to find it offensively. Right. If he can be passable on defense. You can you can keep him in there if he can tread water, but we saw you know when his minutes w- would fluctuate, it was it was predicated by the poor defense, and, and you know this is a Mike Malone sort of signature. You have to be able to defend. 
Absolutely. And I think, you know, we're talking about uh, who who's going to fill in for the Jeremy Grant hole that he left, particularly on defense. And I also think it's important to mention that they also lost Tory Craig, who was their defensive stopper. If Michael Porter was off, okay, plug Tory Craig into that same position. They don't have that anymore. We'll be right back after a word from one of our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Who exactly is going to <laughs> defend for the Nuggets? Because look, they lost Jeremy Grant. That's the big one. But they lost Torrey Craig. He was their defensive substitution. They lost Mason Plumley, who was their defensive substitution for Jokic. This is not good. They lost I mean, three uh, of their four best defenders. And yeah. the last defender is Gary Harris. And you cannot ask Gary Harris to go defend Yantis Antetokounmpo and no. on James Anthony Davis. <laughs> I mean, look, I think Jokic is going to have to guard Giannis. It's kind of the only way to do it. Just sag off, just hang back. Maybe you try Michael Porter, but I think Michael Porter sent him to the line too much. But, you know, you don't worry about that till the finals. How are they going to win games, you know, without guys that can come in and stop the opposition? And so I wonder if we might see a little bit of a schematic change with this team. We'll see. Uh, Hartenstein is, is at least a – a high energy guy. I I, I like Najee's upside mm-hmm. as an energy big coming off the bench. You know, we'll see what what defensively he looks like. Rookies are typically really bad defensively. Um, but the big thing that that my big takeaway from some of the media stuff in the last few days was Michael Malone saying we are not hiding Jamal Murray anymore. And I thought that that was a it was a good thing to say it publicly. As a coach, right? I think so. But also, they don't have to hide Jamal Murray anymore mm-hmm. because we all watched the way he defended in the bubble. I watched the way that he defended for the majority of the regular season. That's not the same Jamal Murray. He's more physical. Like he's more physical now. He's. I mean, he he gained weight mm-hmm. ahead of the bubble. He looked great physically, and it really helped him on on the defensive end. So. I, What's the what's the plan for him? Is he going to guard opposing point guards? Are they going to put him on twos? Uh, I mean, maybe because him and Gary Harris are at least similarly sized, so you know maybe you give Gary the tougher matchup. But teams are going to go at Jamal. They will, and you know Michael Malone did mention that in practice the other day because he was asked. You know they played uh, the Nuggets played their first preseason game against the Warriors, who have Stephen Curry back for the first time in forever. I'm not going to count the handful of games he it's played been last a while. season. It's been yeah, a while. It's been a while. 
And Jamal Murray was the primary defender on Steph Curry. And Malone said, you know, he's going to defend his matchup. Who is the other point guard on our opponent's team? Steph, whether it's Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, whoever the whoever their point guard is, Jamal Murray is going to go up against them. And that's when he said, we're not going to hide him on defense anymore. I don't care if their point guard is the leading scorer in the league. It's his job. And it kind of goes back to the thing that I said that Michael Porter acknowledged, which is if I'm going to be the best, I expect the best defenders on the other team to guard me. And I'm going to have to guard the best people on the other team. And I think that applies to Jamal Murray too. If he wants to be a superstar, which offense wise, we saw that in the bubble. Mm -hmm. And now the same thing goes for him. If he wants to be the best, he has to be able to defend the best of his position. Um, And I honestly think that overall, you know, you mentioned Jokic having to play more defense. Maybe this is almost a benefit that these guys are forced to play more defense now. It's going to, maybe not necessarily this season. I'm not saying right now. It it might be bad if they lose a lot, but I'm with you. But hopefully this makes them learn how to play more defense in the future. And in the future, hopefully that this just kind of rounds out their game. I think it's important to know what you have. Mm -hmm. And, and one of my pet peeves, honestly, was in the regular season, pulling out Jokic for Plumlee. When, when you know in the playoffs you need Jokic in there for every high-leverage moment you, you're going to have offensively. So you can't always – like you're, you're not going to have a dead ball all the time. You're not going to have timeouts all the time. And Plumlee in those moments offensively – I mean, look, I, I hammered him enough last season. That's not the guy you want. You want Jokic. So like you have to experiment during the regular season this year. And again, they have expectations – I think they're still going to be good because they have so much talent. I also think they took a step back losing Jeremy Grant, but they mm-hmm. have a chance to regain that step if everything goes right. And so that leads me into question number three. We said we expect Michael Porter Jr. to start. Is the starting lineup going to be Murray, Harris, Porter, Millsap, Jokic, or do you think Millsap is going to get moved to the bench? It's a good. It's a good question. I mean, and it's for for me, it's hard to say that Millsap won't start unless something really big happens because I look, I do look back to last season and, you know, people were, I won't say petitioning because there was no formal petitioning, but voicing their opinions that Jeremy Grant should have been starting over Paul Millsap um, throughout the season. And Michael Malone stuck by his guy in Millsap. Even in the playoffs when Millsap was struggling really badly, he was still the starter. So to me, at least heading into the season, you know, nothing's set in stone, but it's hard for me to see Michael Malone pulling Millsap from the lineup and putting Jamichael Green in there, who is new to the team, is, you know, after such a weird offseason, just a two-month offseason. And just two months for Jamichael to acclimate to the, to his new team, his new playbook, the new systems. Is that wise when they're already trying to incorporate seven new players? Does it make sense to then try and incorporate someone new into a starting lineup that was successful for you last year? You're already going to have a change with Michael Porter Jr. probably being in that starting lineup. So 
does he does he want to put more changes when you're already trying to adapt to something new? Well, and and as we've talked about, the defense is already going to be hurting. Mm -hmm. And Millsap is, is an intelligent defender. Whatever step he's lost, I mean, I thought he did pretty well against Anthony Davis, as well as you can, you know, when when you're so physically outmatched like he was. Um, I, I I'm with you. I think Millsap's going to have to be the starter, but. By the time they get to the playoffs, if he's still starting, I think that that lowers their ceiling. It means someone else didn't step up. Whether that's sliding mm -hmm. Porter to the four and and maybe you're starting Barton, uh, or whether that's Jamichael getting into the starting lineup, or you know may, maybe Bowl Bowl. No, no <laughs> we'll be back with more Rainbow Skyline after a word from our sponsors. All right, question number four, and this is a big one because I've been having conversations with, with scouts and executives and other media folks, in particular about the MVP. Nikola Jokic is kind of a dark horse candidate for MVP. When you, when you go down the list of legitimate MVP candidates, he has the narrative, obviously. He's on a good enough team. People know who he is, meaning – you know, people who vote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> um, but as of right now, I don't I don't believe LeBron James is going to have his his foot on the gas this season. Short turnaround, age, all of those mm -hmm. things. I, I like Kevin Durant, what I've seen so far. He looks pretty good physically. So that's probably my front runner right now for MVP. Ste is Steph Curry going to have a good enough team? Are the Mavericks going to be good enough for Luka? Voters likely not going to vote for Giannis a third year. To me, I think Jokic has a really good shot at winning MVP. If they're a top three seed, we could see Nikola Jokic MVP talk. I, I agree with you. And I think especially when you look at all the things that you just mentioned and then you know the, the Nuggets are not changing the fact that everything will run through Nikola Jokic. And – Nothing is going to change in that when he is not included in a play, it goes worse for them. I'm not going to say it ends in like poorly or bad all the time, but it doesn't go as good as it does when <laughs> right, he right. is in the play. <laughs> and that's, I mean, part of it depends on how you're voting for your MVP. But I think that the fact that you are running your offense through this one person and when they are not included, it doesn't go as well kind of is what the most valuable player of a team is all about. So I agree with you. If they're a top three seed in the West, if they even just make it to where they did last year, the conference finals, like in my, they don't need to make it to the, to the NBA finals for him to, when I mean, how Giannis did the, the Bucks didn't make right. it to the Eastern Cross. So I don't think that that's, yeah. but you know, finishing in the top of the conference and having him maintain, just maintaining what he has done these past couple years, maybe taking it to that next level, especially if he improves his defense, gives him great odds. Hey, listen, he looks great. He looks great in camp. He looks fast on the court. I mean, this is relative. Um, but you know, he, he's just in such better shape to start this season than he was last year. And I think that something that we're, we, we might be underrating for Jokic because he is so, such a cool character when he's playing, 
Uh, and, and he just, I'm not going to say he's apathetic because he's clearly not, he's extremely competitive, but, um, the emotions are not a, as high with him. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that, that competitive nature of Jokic is going to come out. They just tasted real success. I mean, making it to the conference finals, getting beat by the eventual champion. I think for young players, that stuff is important. So I want to see how he comes out. I mean, so far, uh, it's preseason. <laughs> I'm going to pump the brakes. But I watched that game this morning, and I was I was pleasantly surprised by how assertive he was. I honestly kind of think that for Jokic in particular, a shorter offseason was probably better for him because he was asked the other day, are you in the best shape that you've ever been in heading into the season? He says, well, I think I was in the best shape of my life heading into the bubble. And so you had, and I think for him, because he is very young, he's only 26 years old, 25, 26. I think having that five-month break get back into it in the bubble. Then he had a little two-week vacation, got married, all that good stuff. And now he's he's not having to lose any weight that he may have put on over the offseason, get back into things. I think that he, once everyone kind of starts hitting their rhythm, he's going to be right back. So I do, I think he's probably a player who benefited from the shorter off season, maybe not benefited, but wasn't hurt by the shorter off season. I, I just hope he got enough time with his horses. That's that's really all I'm worried about because I know like <laughs> mentally, I know like how important that stuff is for him. So, but I, I think he's got a good shot at, at winning the MVP. I, I'm not a gambling man, but I would look at those odds for sure. Okay. This all leads us to the final question and it's, it's about our expectations. Mm-hmm. Because now we have them. You know, this is a team that I expect to be still pretty good. Maybe they don't have the same ceiling without Jeremy Grant this year. But they could potentially surpass that if everything goes right. If Michael Porter Jr. continues to develop and, and they get more out of him, maybe Bowl becomes a player. I mean, he showed us some interesting stuff. I still think the defense is just way too bad. But let's just say everything goes right. What are you expecting this year? I, I think I am a person who my expectations did waver a little when they lost Grant Craig and Pump Plumley. That being said, I still have very high expectations for this team. And I, I do expect them to at least make it back to where they got last season. I, I mean, I also think it's the Western conference is tougher than it was last season, but I, I do think that, it, like you said, if everything goes right for them and they, they get it together, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to make it back at least to the Western Conference Finals and be able to take it more than five games. I think that's another thing. Take it to six, maybe seven, because when you look at that Lakers series, if Anthony Davis hadn't hit that crazy shot, <laughs> they would have taken it to six games. And if a couple other things didn't wouldn't have happened – Maybe it would have been a seven game series or just a more, you know, it wouldn't have been over in five. Um, so that's kind of where my expectations for this team is. I'm with you. I, I think that they need to set themselves in a position to capitalize on other teams' misfortunes. Every year, 
the playoff race, the the finals race, all of these things are thrown off by injuries, by weird circumstances. And I mean, I'll toss out the entire bubble, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's information. You look at that as such an unprecedented thing. Miami took advantage, makes it to the finals. I think the Nuggets could be in a position to be able to do that. If if one of the LA teams suffers a big injury, if Utah suffers an injury, you know, uh, we're going to have guys missing games this year. Mm-hmm. So health is going to be extremely important. I think if they can be good enough to be in that top four, they got as good a shot as anyone who's not the Lakers at making the finals. I, I think that that team, this team mm-hmm. should be thinking we can make the finals. And that's that's huge. They come a long way. Yeah. And I mean, that is def- that is the mindset that they're that they have. And I think you hit on it, you know, a little bit ago when we were talking about Jokic, but the fact that they did lose to to the eventual champions 100% is a uh, fire for them. And I think, too, they're super proud of what they accomplished in the playoffs and coming back from those deficits. And I think also after coming back, it's, there's, a, there's a desire to prove of, we're not just a comeback team, but we can also be a leading team or we're not in the position to have to come back from 3-1. And that grit and fire that we showed then will allow us to win series 4-1, to jump out to a 3-1 lead and not having to be proving ourselves um, like they had to do every single time. Yep, exactly. Uh, we're going to be back next week after Game one of the regular season. We're going to set up Christmas Day. We're going to talk about game one. I'm uh, really excited to see how things shake out once we actually get to the real basketball games. Don't forget, right now, it's the holidays. You're searching for a gift for your loved one. Go to The Athletic and get something for yourself and get a free subscription for a friend or a loved one. Go to theathletic.com slash rainbow skyline. Buy one, gift one. It's a great deal, actually. Go sign up. We'll be back next week with more Rainbow Skyline.